Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pascalis Bros. Abrupt. It means sudden or unexpected. And I know this is just the thing that's just been echoing as this season finale has been coming closer and closer. Abrupt changes. Abrupt shakings. Abrupt moves of gods. Abrupt, abrupt different things. And I know I kind of gave you guys a taste of what abrupt felt like. Um, we had an abrupt change with the very beginning of this podcast. Um, with the edit of the intro, which very much needed to be changed anyway. I know it's a great intro, but it is quite long. But wasn't too worried about editing it as there's another abrupt change. Um, I wanted to give you guys just a taste about that. But something different outside of the intro, another reason why that would need a change is another abrupt change, which I won't wait until the end of this episode to share but this is going to be my last podcast co-hosting at least on this podcast anyway and it is a abrupt change for me this isn't something that i necessarily plan to do at least not this not to not today (laughs) but there's a lot of things it's it kind of reminds me of when jesus was trying to find some disciples when he was trying to find his disciples, there are certain things. It's like you can be obedient in things. And we've talked about this in other podcasts. You can be obedient in his commandments. That's that's not really optional. But there's a lot of things to where it's like, well, the law doesn't say that. Or the Ten Commandments doesn't say that. Or Jesus didn't tell me I had to quit my job. Jesus didn't tell me I had to do this. But are you willing? Are you willing to give it all up? Are you willing to give this up? And I know for me on this one, it, it, it was, it's was it been pretty hard because I was like, you know, this is great. Our podcast is growing. We are just breaking a thousand downloads, which is wow. Like never could have, never could have thought of that ever, really. Um, I really, I, I had good plans for this podcast, but like the reach I, I, it's it's God. It's a God thing. I there's nothing that I can really say about that. But I will say something that is interesting that it, he's been dealing with me a lot is: Do you want to do your plan, which is good? This this is part of my plan. This has reached a lot of people. Or do you want to do my plan? Are you willing to give up your plan for my plan? Just like when Jesus asked people, "Are you willing to leave your family?" Well. I want to go bury my dad first. I want to go say bye for... No, are you willing to make that abrupt change? And the original title for this podcast was Don't Just Keep God on the Inside. But I wanted to simplify the message because this is really what I've been feeling the boldness to do recently. I've even noticed a change in my conversation recently. And it's a simple message and it's what the message of this podcast has always been. It's a two-letter word. You probably already see it. Go. Are you willing to go? Are you willing to go preach that message? Are you willing to let your light shine? Are you willing to go and do the great commission that God has called you to do? Are you willing to go? I know I was convicted even as I was talking to somebody who doesn't believe all the same stuff that I do, but you know, we, we know that we're going to deal with difficult people when it comes to reaching the gospel. If it was easy, 
everybody in the world would be in church right now, but we know it's not easy. So sometimes we want to hold back, especially with the doctrine that I believe. I believe what Jesus said, and we will get into that later. But I know somebody who doesn't believe exactly how I believe, they were talking about, you know, even if it's something that I was stubborn to receive, even if you, if I were to figure it out and you didn't tell me right away, I'd, I'd wonder why, why didn't you tell me? And that's just something that's really shaken me. And now almost every conversation that I've had where I've had the opportunity to now, obviously I'm not telling you, you need to get baptized. You need to get the Holy ghost like to every conversation. That's not what I'm saying, but every Christian conversation, it's, it's been very quickly flowing to that. And I've done P7. I've done outreach. I've done, but I've never talked to so many people in such, like it's only been a week. It, we don't have enough time. You need to go and be a light. Be the light that he, he placed the light in our hearts. If you have a truth, if you have the truth, Jesus is the truth. If you have his message, you don't have time. This world is wrapping up. If you haven't been watching the news, this world is wrapping up. I have, actually haven't, if I'm being honest. But if, if you are looking around, you can see it's it's wrapping up. And we don't have time. We need to go. So going into the message, the first verse today is Matthew 5, 15 through 16. And this is an excerpt from the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus talked about the Beatitudes. He gave a lot of things. But this is this is a very common thing that is even talked about. But picking up in verse 15, it says, No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Now, if you read that, you could read that two different ways. You could read that as, oh, let my good deeds shine for all to see. But you, you have to read on. It says, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. And we just talked about this this last episode talking about the difference between edifying the body of Christ and glorifying the name of God. And we, how quick are we to take opportunities to where we'll get the glory out of it? I mean, I've taught, I mean, I'm not really a great with preaching. I don't really tend to catch preachers asthma or any sort of boldness when it comes to that, but I've had a lot of opportunities to to talk about different things to the people who already know the truth. But when it comes to actually talking to the people who need it, letting your good deeds shine for all to see. I mean, people know I'm Christian, but are you really urgent about making sure people know who Jesus is and don't just have Christian values? I mean, have, have that conversation with people. I know I've talked with people. What do you mean by Christian values? What do you mean by salvation what do you think the world needs that's a good way to start that whole conversation on salvation i know we'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end of this podcast but like i said we don't have a lot of time this world is getting darker and darker but that just means jesus is that much closer to coming so with the limited time that we have will you let that light shine i know that light 
it, it's almost like a fire. It's like a fire. It, it, that's one way that the Holy Ghost is described. And even God is described as a consuming fire. And as you have that, I know Jeremiah described it as fire, you know, shut up in my bones. And as we tear in his presence, you know, as we continue to read, it's like, you know, you could pour oil on that fire, but like, is that fire actually burning bright or do you have it enclosed? Are you willing to have that boldness? Are you willing to be led out into the open? Because, you know, like I said, we are quick. I was just listening to a podcast on the restorationist. We're quick to accept these opportunities where, oh, people are going to see me, but are you quick to talk to the person that is your neighbor? Are you quick to talk to the person on the street? Are you quick to talk to somebody who you're not going to get any glory out of this? It's only going to be God. Are you willing to do just those little simple things? That's what it means when it says, let your good deeds shine. Really, it's let the spirit shine for all to see. I know this is the New Living Translation, but are we really like just evaluate the things that you've done so far for God? How much can you say? Like, can you say that God is getting all the glory out of that? That That's how you know that it's not you that's shining, but the Holy Spirit is shining. Absolutely. And what what's so funny about this topic is anytime we bring up topics and we're looking at it, we have notes written down on the things and, and we have all this stuff. And today I was in a class and they were talking about letting your light shine. And he said there was a young minister that came up to him, the teacher today in class. He said there was a young minister that came up to him one time and said, can you pray for me to have a ministry grow in God's kingdom? He said he laid his hand on him and he said, I pray over you that you become a great blessing to the church. I pray for you to have ministry of giving to the church. And he said the minister took his hand down and said, no, I want you to pray for a ministry over me. And so he went up and he prayed and he said, I pray I pray a ministry of re, van ministry. And then he, 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 he said he did that. He said a van ministry to go and to minister. He said, no, I want, I want a ministry. And he said he did it one more time. And it was another ministry that he thought wasn't a ministry. He put, he put the preacher's hand. He, he, he said, no, I don't want this anymore. And he walked away. He said he didn't see him for a few weeks. And then he saw him again. And he said, why wouldn't you pray for a ministry over me? And he said, I am praying for a ministry over you. You want a ministry that is seen. You're not worried about your light being shown. You're worried about who can see that light. And if that light isn't beautiful, like what does that light look like? You're worried about what the light looks like. God has called you to be a light today. And that hit me really hard today hearing that story. He tried to pray over ministries over him. He didn't like the ministries that he prayed over him. How many times are we like that? Like you said, where we want something that's seen and we want our lights to be beautiful and people to look at them and be like, wow, that's so, look at that candle and how, how it's decorated and this, that, and the other, how they're light. Why aren't we just worried that, that we're shining bright? I guarantee you, if you look at men of the, men and women of the faith that are, I've been doing ministry for 20, 50, 60 years. Their candles aren't so beautiful. Their candles are a lot smaller now. They've been they've been on a long time. They're they're dwind they're dwindling. They're they're a lot smaller. But they don't care what that light looks like. They're just willing to serve God and shine for God. 
And we need to make sure that we're not worried about what our light looks like to other people, but we're just shining. Because if we're shining in the darkness, people are going to see us. People are going to see that. But we need to just be shining. Because this world is so dark. I mean, it look look at it. He said he said if you look at the news and and I don't pay too much attention to the news either. But you do have to look every once in a while. You have to see what in the world's going on. And when you look at it, you become so depressed and so upset or angry and emotions come on you, but it's the emotions of the devil because this world is getting ran by the devil. The devil is taking control over people and there is many wars and things going on in this world. And just by being a light nowadays, people are going to notice you. Just by shining a little bit, people are going to notice you because of how dark it really is. So we need to make sure that we are shining today. That's some truth. Yeah. And then going into our next scripture really works well with this, what we're talking about today. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. And this is the NLT version. It's the parable of the ten bridesmaids. It says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up, prepared their lamps, and the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We do not have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. I've... Personally, I think this is the first time I've read this in the NLT version. And some of these some of these sayings are really powerful. But I think this hits me in the, in these words. But he called back, "Believe me, I don't know you." Like I was just talking about, you have to have your light just shining. But when you're worried about what it looks like in all this and you're not prepared and you're not focusing on the light, what happens when the Lord comes and your light isn't shining for him to get you? Your light's not shining for him to return back to heaven with him. What it, what would that be like in your life when you have been, you have, you have, you've done your, you've done your part. You've been a part of this. You've, you have went to church. You have done this. You have done that. But it all comes down to, but you weren't fully prepared. They didn't have enough oil for their lamps. They went and said, can I have your oil? They said, we don't have enough for you guys. We gave extra because we knew we may need it. But now we will run out if we give it to you. We cannot give you what we have. Your family can't give you what they have. Your mom and dad can't get you to heaven. Your grandparents can't get you to heaven. Your friend can't get you to heaven. You 
have to live that life for God. You have to be the one to have your light shine. You can't go off of what others are shining. I just love what he said there. And just going back to that whole discipleship aspect that I was even talking about from the beginning of this podcast, as you go out and you shine, you start to realize, do I have enough oil? Do I have enough wax? Do I do I actually have enough love within me? Do I have enough of the spirit within me? No, nobody naturally has enough. Nobody naturally is qualified. But have you spent enough time in his presence? Have you spent enough time in his word? As you start to go out and be bold, you realize, oh, that verse I need to know to talk about salvation. I don't know that that well. Or I know I know what it is, but I don't know where it's at. I can't prove that that's in the Bible. As you start to talk to people and you feel that boldness, you 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 really need to start acting in that because it really shows you where you're at with Christ. How much oil do you really have? How much love do you really have? It says in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. Are you waxing hotter and hotter or are you waxing colder and colder? Is the love being perfected in you, meaning is the love of Christ being made whole in you? Are you, as we talked about in prayer versus intercession, are you connecting to God in prayer, connecting to him so he can pour out his oil that you can have more wax to burn? Or are you departing from Christ? And as you depart from Christ, you have less to burn. Because I really, really love that candle analogy he made because the longer that you're burning, the less of you and the more of him. It's almost like a humility thing. But there's also burnout. And it says them that wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. So that means you can do all sorts of stuff. Maybe perhaps you're not even being humble about it. But if you do not make sure that you have enough oil, you're not in the presence in his room. It's it's at his table that the anointing cup runs over. It's with him that you can get love perfected within you so that you can have enough wax, so that you can have enough oil to have that light shining. But if you burn out before he comes, he'll never even see you. It says that our God, he's a father of lights whom there's no shadow. There's no turning. There's no changing. He will always be the light. There is no room for darkness. So if you have darkness in you, if he can't see you, he doesn't know you. Believe me, I don't know you. I would hate to get there and do all sorts of stuff for him, but be unknown. Not unknown in the way that, oh, my name isn't known, but to be unknown because I'm not seen in his light. I may have been seen by the whole world, a church bigger than Joel Osteen. But if the light burnt out, if the wax grew cold, you can, if you don't have that love in you, you're, it, it means nothing. He's not going to see you. And when I say see you, he's not going to see you, him, and you. Because you may be seen your whole life. The wax that you had, the oil you had, all that, your light may shine. But once that burns out, people may remember your light, but they're not going to see, he's not going to see him and you. Which, that kind of goes into this next verse here in Second Corinthians. It tells us exactly what it means to be within the love of Christ. So, 
just to pick up in verse Second Corinthians, and this is chapter 4. So picking up at verse 1, it says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is only hidden from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God said, God for God who said, let there be light in the darkness had made this light to shine in our hearts so we can know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Now we have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay containing this great treasure. This makes uh, it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. And it goes on and talks about how we may be pressed and crushed and be in all sorts of situations. But even in the constant threat of death, Jesus is evident even in our dying bodies, even as our candle may be going and going and going and going. But are, how long are you in that presence? How long is that light shining through you? It says, and I, I won't read this whole entire passage. It's a pretty long passage, but this is one of my favorite passages when it talks about that light shining in your hearts. We are fragile clay. We have, we, we, all we have is a container. We don't really have that much to offer, but the little bit we do have, are we willing to let his shine? A light shine in us it said it, he's the god that said let there be light in the darkness he made this light to shine in our hearts don't ever lose sight of that because this power doesn't come from ourselves as this verse tells us it is him so why why be selfish with some with some power with some message with some truth that was never yours to begin with i know even as we talk about the gospel i know recently i've been getting this kind of righteous almost anger and you know some people may be like who are you to say this is righteous i mean my conviction has been i think a lot of times you know we can get religious and we always talk about religious but i think we don't talk about the slight difference between being religious and being theological and there's a difference because the pharisees and the greeks they were similar pharisees had a lot of traditions but the greeks they wanted to know it all and a lot of times we can get so theological, we can know all about hermeneutics, we can know all about exegesis and eisegesis and all these fancy terms that don't appear in the Bible, but we may miss the whole point about what Jesus is. It says in verse 2, we don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. So many times some people, and even maybe if you have the truth, we may try to distort the word to get our own selfish gain out of this or to keep this tradition alive or to keep this thing alive. And we miss the whole point about what the truth is. We need to make sure that we just read this for what it is. 
that we just present this gospel for what it is. We're not here. I know we've even talked about this in an episode to market a gospel, to sell, be a salesman for Christ, to make it seem so, so something that it's not. The truth is you either accept God in your heart or you don't. You either acknowledge the fact that you need him or you don't. He came for those who knew that they needed something else. So if you think you didn't need him, then he came for you because you need him. But you're not coming with him if you think you don't need him. And that's just the truth of the matter. Now, of course, we want to be careful in the way we deliver and all that. But we need to make sure that we are keeping in mind what this is all about. This is not our power and it's not our message. All we are in charge of doing is letting that light shine. It's his message. And we need to make sure that we're not hiding it. We need to make sure that we're not changing it. We're not changing the source of the fire. But we are letting it shine because it's not ours to begin with. So why be selfish with that message? Why change that message? It's his message. That's what we're supposed to go and do. Go and shine. Because when you shine, it's not you that's shining. Some people have a different light. They have a sensual light. They have a sensual fire. And they attract people to them. But there's nothing really there that's good for them there. There's no real power in that. It looks nice, but there's nothing there. But when you have the light of Christ shining through you, it humbles you. You decrease as that candle. You decrease, but he increases. The more that it burns, the brighter the fire gets the more oil that is there the more the fire starts to consume the oil that's there but we need to make sure we have enough we need to make sure that we know enough in his word and that doesn't mean you know it all but are you even spending time it's not about how much you know like i said you can be super theological no terms that aren't in the bible you can know all sorts of different things but if you don't know that it's from the spirit that we get this power if you don't know that at the end of the day it's not really even about what you actually know it's about connecting to the one who does i mean we know this as a business principle we know it's not about what you know we know it's who you know the world will tell you that but yet so many times we we can we can learn so much and miss the whole point go and tell the good news who's the good news jesus his message not my version of the message not this denomination's version of the message but tell it how he said it he said to go out and baptize he said to go out and teach he said to go and preach this message shine that light go and shine absolutely i think that's so important we'd never forget that absolutely and in the next set of verses is not going to be as long. And it's First Thessalonians 5. And this is Paul's speech. Paul's final advice is what is labeled under this. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. 
See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless unto our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for you, for he who calls you is faithful. I think this is a really good scripture to go with this because it talks about respect. It talks about giving honor to those in leadership. And then it says, always be joyful, never stop praying. I think that right there is so important as Christians now that while we're being a light, and we're talking about being a light today, talking about having joy and and never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances. That's important because sometimes it's hard. It says always be joyful. That's not that's not easy. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. These are things that it says in these three separate scriptures. It says, but they're not easy to do. But if you're going to be a light, you need to work at these things. Being a light takes work. Being an example for God takes work. But it is so important that we take the time and we actually work for that. Because... Being disciple makers is like being that light and being a disciple maker. When it says never stop praying, I didn't understand that when I was younger. I was like, what does that even mean? Don't stop praying. So I just got to keep praying and never have conversation, never do anything else. But I have found in myself that there will be days. I'm not praying all the time, but I'll be praying and maybe have a conversation. But if there's time, a moment in my day where I'm not doing something, I immediately just start falling back into the spirit of God and start praying. I think that's what they mean when it says never stop praying. Be always available in any time you have. Because we don't always have that time. Some, we, you, have, you have work. You have things to do. You have school. You have all these different things that you're doing. But when you have that time, be in that mode of prayer. God, help this situation. God wants a relationship with you. He wants that relationship with you. And you're not going to have a relationship with somebody if you're not talking to them. When you're not carving out a time for them. Because it's important. When you have a significant other, you have to carve out time and make it important. And make them feel important. To be like, you know what? Well, we got to talk. It's important in any relationship you have that you carve out time and you have conversations and that's what God wants from you. He wants you to pray. He wants you to be there. He wants when you have the time to be there with him. And I just think right here, Paul just gave so many great words and it is so important. And, and at the end, it just says, God will make this happen for he calls you 
for he who calls you is faithful. And it just goes into a, a final thing where it says, God is faithful. No matter what, we don't have to we don't have to wonder if God's going to be there. He's always going to be there for us. He is faithful. This is such a great word. I think it's a great final final word. I mean, I was like, man, this is about to be like this feel like this is like my uh <laughs> Paul's like last letter yeah, in, uh, yeah. to the Thessalonians to the fellow Pescata's bros and sisters out there. <laughs> but this is so great because it, 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 it talks about many aspects of this Christian life, not stifling the Holy Spirit. It is very easy to do that. Actually, if you look in the Bible, there's a part where Jesus is like, who do you say, who does man say that I am? And he says, who does God say that I am? And it was by the Holy Ghost that Peter was able to say who he was, but just that quickly, only like five or something verses later, he was rebuked because he was working by another spirit just that quickly. We need to make sure that we are sensitive. And, that's, and I, I love what Elijah said too, when it says, never stop praying, pray continually, have God continually on your mind. I know I find myself in class whispering under my breath prayers, or I know there's sometimes where I've even felt quickened to just leave class for a moment, go to the bathroom real quick. It's like almost, I hate the way to say it, but it's like, I feel like, I feel convicted by the Muslims. I feel convicted by the Jews. I feel convicted by those who actually pray a lot. And and when I say that, of course, I pray, I feel like a decent amount. I mean, even in comparison to other people, but it's not about that. God is the standard for one. But two, it's like, why don't you pray at all times? Not just at the morning time the evening oblation or some sort of t specific times like no like if you're available pray and i know sometimes it's just like i need to go like i just need to go pray it's just been something's shifted um and maybe it's just us growing but i i really i don't know if i could really say that because i i think we're really like i said at the beginning of this podcast we're we're coming to a season with some abrupt changes some abrupt shakings and at the end of the day, I think we're coming to the end of the last days. Um, a lot of people are like, and it says in the Bible, people are going to be like this, that, oh, y'all, y'all keep talking about the last days. When is it going to come to pass? Many people will be scoffers and mockers of this. But if you knew something about the Lord, you would know that multiple times in the Bible, it says, a day like to the Lord is like a thousand years. So when it said the last days, if that's two days, that's 2000 years. If that's three days, that's 3000 years to God. So, and really, if it's only two days, we're coming pretty close. Nobody knows the exact time or the hour, but we know the signs of the times. That's why it says, be prepared. You don't know the time, but you can, you can see the signs. You can know when you're close. And, the first signs of the times, it talks about like certain things will happen in the sky and the sun, and but also there will be a spiritual manifestation of that. And at the beginning of the day, that actually happened soon after the last book of the Bible was written. There was a lot of events that happened, but there's it's going to happen again at the actual end, when the actual Antichrist rises up, when the actual rapture is going to take place, when all this stuff, it's going to happen again. We're going to see a lot of stuff that's going to change. And if it's a two-day thing, let me just tell you, 
uh, I know it, our our time system's a little weird because before Christ, Jesus was born before Christ. I'm pretty sure, and he died supposedly 30 years after AD, which is really weird. I'm like that doesn't make any sense because you know you would think there'd be like a 30 year gap, but technically, there's not. He was born before Christ and died <laughs> after death, um, like after after death, but. Let's say he died in 30 AD. We're coming pretty close to 30 AD. We're coming pretty close to the end. And I'm not saying, I'm not, do not take this as a prophetic word. I'm not saying that God is guaranteed to come back by 2030, but we need to be ready. There's no telling how many, how long this day is going to be, but I can almost guarantee you we are in the final hours of it. I can almost guarantee you that we're a lot closer than any other time has been. And we're starting to see it. We're starting to see the wars. We're starting to see the rumors of wars. We're starting to see a lot of this stuff come to pass. So that's why you need to make sure you never stop praying. Because that's where we get stuff accomplished. We need to make sure that we are in tune with what God wants to do. And that we keep this message. This is such a great way to end that book, Thessalonians. Giving all sorts of different good advice for Christians. And now I want to go into our last portion of scripture which we just read one of paul's closings but we're about to read jesus's last message so in matthew 28 16 through 20 what this whole podcast was based on and i think we used this uh verse in the very beginning and starting with verse 16 it says the 11 disciples went away into galilee into a mountain where jesus had appointed them and when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded to you. And lo, I am always with you, even until the end of the world. This is the last thing Jesus told his disciples to do go teach baptize and when i was talking earlier about how i've felt a boldness and an urgency i i i've been meaning that because i i've been starting a lot of these conversations talking to people asking them what what do you think the world needs and i'm talking about other christians what do you think the world needs and from there i kind of start the salvation message because you read this part and it says baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That is a part. I'm sorry. If you read the Bible, there's no way around it. Baptism is a part of salvation. Read in Peter 3. That's just one example. And then read Acts. Many people act like they read Acts. Almost every time I've talked to somebody who is shocked that you need to be baptized to be saved. I'm sorry. I didn't make that up. The Bible said that. You have to get the Holy Ghost to get saved. And that's what I'm talking about, a boldness. Nobody, ha I, I never had a problem acting like I, like just saying that I served Jesus. That has not been a problem. Everybody supposedly serves Jesus. But when you start talking, getting down to the nitty gritty, that's where, that's where you have to actually be bold. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me, but it said many people are going to come in my name, but it's, that doesn't mean that they're actually serving him. And, if you look in all throughout Acts, you'll never find them baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But they do baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
That's Jesus. And when I was saying, especially for those who are apostolic or believe in what Jesus taught, because that's what it comes down to. It's not just about a dress. It's not just about the way you look. It's about who you are. And it's about what he, he told us to do. We don't have time to beat around the bush with salvation. You never know when this world is going to be over, when this day is going to clock out. You never know when Jesus is coming back or even something different when you're going to die, when somebody else is going to pass on. You could be somebody's last chance and they may think they have the fullness of the revelation, but they may not. They may not. And part of me almost wishes I'm, I'm interpreting the Bible wrong and so many people are just overlooking what the what Jesus himself said. He said you must be born of the water and of the spirit. It's an important thing. And I know I've been really bashful, if I'm being honest. Even when I did P7, really bashful, unless I was in a Bible study setting, I would not talk about salvation because I knew people wouldn't agree with me. But it's like, I'm sorry, I can't afford to be the reason why you don't know. And I know there's people who aren't apostolic that listen to this podcast. Read the book of Acts. It is not a one verse message people who baptize in the name of the father son and the holy ghost and i know i'm i'm harping on a point because it's important that's what i'm talking about by saying go go do what jesus told you to do the disciples weren't being disobedient by baptizing in his name the disciples weren't being disobedient by working with the power of the holy ghost do not stifle the holy ghost we just read that let the holy ghost operate read it for what it says do not change his word to mean something that it doesn't. He told us exactly what to do. This is what we have to go and be bold about. Now, obviously, there is a wisdom that you need to use. But the it says the Holy Spirit will give us in the Bible. It says the Holy Ghost will give you the words to say. Pray about it. Read the word and go. Don't wait. It's that when you get the Holy Ghost, you don't just speak in tongues. You get a boldness. If you haven't been walking in the boldness, I'm telling you right now. You have to, you've already stifled the Holy Ghost. And I know I've done that. That's what I feel convicted about. And part of the reason why I felt an urgency to stop. It's not the only reason why. And I want to make that clear. There's a lot of reasons that may not ever be talked about. But I'm, I'm done talking about discipleship. It's time to be a disciple. We need to go. We need to go do what Jesus said right here. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. We are not, we should not just be staying in the church. We are supposed to be the church. We're not supposed to just take people to church. Take the church to them because you are the church. I know for me, this is the first time ever this past week. I'm actually about to do something like this after I get off this podcast. I've made an appointment with somebody to talk about salvation. They're Christian, but we don't agree on salvation. And that is an issue that should concern you. We always act like that's a secondary issue and it's not because that's eternity on the line. And I'm sorry, I'm not willing to put anybody's eternity on the line and be the reason why somebody didn't read it for what it said. Read Acts for what it says. Don't just be the church. It says we are a tabernacle. We are the church. And unlike the Old Testament, we are not to contain the light. We don't need to, and when I say that, the Old Testament, you had to go to the church. Now we are the church going 
to the world. That doesn't mean, you know, put yourself in a bad atmosphere. That's not what I'm talking about. But we're supposed to go. God told us, Jesus told us, who is the fullness of the Godhead, who is the one baptism, who is the one name, who is the one Lord that it talks about in Ephesians. He told us in this new time, I know people are like, oh, he said this, he said that. He activated this with his last words on earth until he comes back. He activated this new dispensation. He activated this new time frame. He activated the age of the church when he said to go. Now, you don't have to just go to the church. You get to be the church and go to the world with that message. We get to not just contain that light, but we get to shine it. People aren't always going to come to the tabernacle like they did in the Old Testament. But now the spirit flows out and not just in or upon. It can flow out. So make sure that you go, that you are bold, that you do not contain it. Don't just keep God on the inside. That was the original message. That was the original title for this podcast. And when the Holy Ghost quickens you, be sensitive. Be sensitive to the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Be bold. And that's going to take a little bit of time in prayer. That's going to take a little bit of time for preparation. But at the end of the day, if the Lord quickens, you go. Because you're not going to know if you need to study the Bible more. If you haven't even been willing to reach out to people. In fact, Paul, he was preaching pretty quick. I know a lot of the most powerful preachers, contrary to popular belief. You know, of course, they had a good like six month span. But they, the most powerful preachers who saw people saved by the droves they got converted pretty quick and i know we talked about in this last podcast even how you know we're not supposed to make leaders out of new believers but that doesn't mean you can't lead people to christ you can lead people to christ at any point of time that doesn't mean you have to be the leader of the church tomorrow but you can be the church today it's not a position it's it's an identity that's what it means to be, to embody Christ. That that's that's all I have today. And I before I want to, you know, wrap up this podcast. I know this is really a simple message, but it's it's it, it's going back to the basics. We can talk about revelation all day. We can talk about new concepts all day. But this is what we need to do. You need to be convicted. Like I said, if. You are too afraid to talk about salvation. You've already stifled the Holy Ghost. You've already done it. People need to hear that message. When I believe it was Philip was talking to the Ethiopian eunuch, when he heard that message, he said, I need to get baptized right now. Right now. Don't wait till some baptism Sunday or some. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but don't wait to share that message don't wait to bring somebody to church don't wait to do the bible study there if it's available if they have time that's what that's what happened these past this past week and it's about to happen i've scheduled some and some just happened in the moment be ready for that quickening so i'm gonna pray for elijah too but i'm gonna pray for each one of you guys who are listening to this podcast and a lot and i want to make this very clear i know i have a lot more followers on instagram and i know i have a lot of other but do not leave this message. Do not leave this podcast. Don't stop listening because I'm leaving. Um, Elijah has a lot of... I know God's been working on Elijah. There's been a shift just within the past few days within both of us. And 
he there's going to be some really powerful stuff that comes out next year i i already know some of the stuff that is coming out and there's a lot of stuff we prepared like like i said this was an abrupt change but are you willing to you know we want to see a sudden miracle but we're not even willing to make a sudden move so i'm gonna pray right now that some boldness comes upon you and i also pray for elijah so let's let us pray if you're in the car bow your head and if you're in any any other situation just close your eyes real quick lord right now i pray lord that your boldness would come up on people that you would do more than just a move of revelation that you would do more than just make us have a fantastic message and just go and let your spirit move to be open to where you can flow an willing vessel an open conduit for your spirit to flow i pray lord that your spirit would not just come upon us and not just be in us but that we will walk in the fear of you that we would be sensitive and not stifle your holy spirit when you prompt us to talk to that person that's sitting across to from us when you encourage us to talk to that professor to talk to our boss even if it's not the best scenario if you prompt us, let us be sensitive. You said that your yoke, your burden is light and your yoke is easy. Let us be sensitive to that. Let us be sensitive to everything that you want us to do and let there be a boldness that comes upon us in this final hour, in these final hours of these final days. I pray, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us, that you would place a fire on us and pour oil on that fire so that that light shines brighter. I pray, Lord, that you would give us a spirit of love and of intercession, a love for you, connecting to you always we talked about the fulfillment of that first commandment praying always when you are praying you are connecting to god so i pray lord that you would help everybody listening to this podcast to take their prayer life seriously and then to intercede for others before they even go out to be prepared in prayer and pray for god to prepare others in prayer Help us to see what the real point is, what the real message is. It's you, Jesus. It's what you said. Help us to dive into the word, to go into new things. But even if it's just a new thing for us to go out and to spread your word, I pray, Lord, that you would just lead us and guide us in boldness. And right now, I also pray for Elijah as he takes over this podcast, that you would give him a boldness, that you would give him fresh revelation, and that you would put a coal to his lips and shut up within his bones, along with every person that is listening to this podcast. You don't have to have a platform to do the gospel. You have to have a willingness. You have to be sensitive. So I pray, Lord, that you would give each and every one of us a sensitivity to your spirit, that you would lead us and guide us and help us to be sensitive to that quickening. Every little move every little word that you're speaking let us be sensitive to that and obedient to the most basic commandments that you gave us to go to make disciples to baptize to preach that basic message that you've given us in the name of jesus i pray all this this was a different episode it's not what it usually would be but this is what we need to do this is what it's all about and i wish i had some sort of final remarks to say but all i have to say is go i know that things have shifted for me radically and when it's radically it's not i haven't just gotten opportunities to preach in front of everybody in fact i don't really care to do that if i'm being honest i'm not big on state like big for that I, i i i tend to shut down and stuff like that but should that opportunity come i i'll go for it but it's, it really starts when you're willing to talk to the people that are right in your atmosphere, that are right in your sphere of circle. 
So I pray that you guys would just have that boldness, that you would be sensitive to talk about the most basic message. We can talk about the news. We could talk about every Christian topic. We could talk about every theological topic. We could talk about every tradition. We could talk about shouting. We could talk about worship music and miss the whole point of Jesus. What did he say we needed to do to be saved? Read Acts, not just Acts 2.38, read Acts. Because Acts 2.38 summed up the message. Acts 2.38 embody the message of Jesus. Jesus is the message. It's not just Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 just sums that up. This is not just a one verse message. This is the embodiment of the whole Bible. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the message. That's why you have to be baptized in his name. All things were put into subjection under him. And that's why we do everything within his name. So I pray that you guys will all be blessed. And right now I'm officially turning it over to the new host of the Piscatus Rose podcast. I mean, he's not new, but the official host, the not official co-host, host. losing the co. <laughs> oh, but this has just been amazing. And thank you guys for listening to anything that I've had to say in this last episode and for tuning in this far. I want to encourage you guys to keep listening to what is going to happen within this new season. Amen. And man, just before we go anywhere else, we're so blessed. This podcast has been a blessing in my life. And we've from the response that we've heard from so many people, it's been a blessing to so many. And this idea started with two friends in a car talking about God. We found ourselves, literally, we would just drive one of us at for about two years it was always one of us didn't have a car or one of us didn't have a license. It, it ended up happening that way. And so one of us would pick the other up. We ended up just talking about, it always led to some type of conversation about God. And then it led into many, many other things. But we always found ourselves talking about God. And we would even not end up going places because we were taught what the conversation led to. And so as this chapter of the podcast ends, of the Deeper Waters podcast, this chapter ends, we're going into another chapter. And we're so thankful for what Amani helped us go through and we're going to continue this because the message is still important to have a conversation about god to go in and bring god to others and so with this we are going to be going into a new season and we're going to take a break for a few weeks but we're going to be coming back and we're just going to get back to that basic root and we're going to be bringing that up and we're going to have the first episode back is going to be an explanation of where we're going to go the future, what we're going to do. And we're just so excited to see that. We're also, again, just so very thankful for what Amani has done. And send in messages. Tell us and t- send messages to Amani. How has this podcast helped you out? Show us. Give some love because it is so important. And we know it has take time and dedication. And he has been the main head of a lot of this. And I'm so thankful. And we're going to go and we're going to reach people. He's doing his He's going into ministry that is he's going to grow and he's going to be doing and making disciples. And we're going to keep growing and making disciples here. We're going to be keep talking about that because that's so important. We need to make disciples. And so as we go and as we conclude, thank you guys so much for listening to this end of the second season of the Deeper Waters podcast. We're so thankful for all of the listeners. And like he said, the a thousand downloads, that's crazy 
crazy to think about that in such a short amount of time that's where we've been able to come we hope and excited for the future growth and where this is going and uh, we love you guys and god bless god bless, god bless.